It is the ability to think and believe in what you want. Welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast, and it's another episode of our Freedom Day interviews with Annie Yang. Now, Annie is on internet personality. She's got a big YouTube channel. She's got a podcast, a lot of different things that she's doing. She's also an author, an award-winning author. We had this discussion before. Annie, welcome to the show, my friend. Jeff, thanks for having me on today. I am so happy to have you on. Um, really excited to hear your story and, and how you've gotten yourself to where you're at. Relatively young. So the, the cool part is doesn't matter if you're young or old, you can get there uh, if you put in the effort and the work. So why don't you start off telling us a little bit about your story? Yeah. So I am a child of Chinese working class immigrants. Hmm. And so we didn't have a lot of money growing up. And when it came time to deciding which college to go to, when I was like 16, 17, I was just like, I was reading, this was in the year 2010, stories of people coming out of college and 50% of them were either unemployed or underemployed, but they still owed mm -hmm. like back then on average $26,000 yeah. in student loan debt. And I was like, my God, that's a lot of money. And then how's anyone ever going to pay that back? And so financially, it just didn't seem to make any sense. So I didn't go. This okay. is despite people saying, oh, you can figure it out what you want to do in college. And I was just like, it doesn't make sense to not know what you want to do and take <laughs> on the debt to figure that out. I think yeah. you, you should first figure out what you want to do and then you make a plan. And if it involves student loans, okay. But if it doesn't, mm -hmm. then don't do it. Right? Yeah. So I ended up working a whole string of minimum wage jobs up until I was 20. Okay. And then I went back. I did go to community college and then I got an online bachelor's degree from Thomas Edison in communications. And then coming out, I was working at Domino's Pizza for seven fifty an hour. So I was angry, angry, because I was just like, I was making $10 an hour before college. <laughs> um, so anyway. What did you yeah. teach me? You taught me how to lose money. <laughs> yeah. And so when I moved from Texas to Boston with my husband, Okay. I was just like, this is so stupid. I clearly, I'm very good with money management because I was mm -hmm. earning minimum wage. I know how to save money. I can budget well. I track every penny. I'm clearly good at financial management. I think I can do accounting for a small business because if, if I can do it for me, it's just on a larger scale for business. Mm -hmm. right? I'll make sure no one rips off that business owner. right? Mm. And so I started applying to accounting jobs and I got an offer in seven days. And okay. then in the job search after that, I got it in six days. And in the job search after that one, I got it in five days. And this was with recruiters just telling me, you're so unqualified. Yeah. You don't have the formal credential. You'll never make more than 
$55,000 a year. If you're lucky, you can make $60,000 a year. And then I was just like, what? Yeah. Do they really know what they're talking about here? Employers care much more about my character. So I was landing jobs, no problem. And then now that people are getting laid off, what I do is I, I'm online helping people land job offers in five days. And last week I had an immigrant actually from El Salvador who moved to California seven years ago and only has his GED. He just commented saying that he got an offer in 14 days. So I, we were, awesome. everyone in my community was so happy. I even bought a trophy, which I shipped out to him yesterday. <laughs> That is awesome. That is awesome. I think for me watching your YouTube videos and a lot of the stuff that you have, I, I think you're just, you just straight up real. I think that's the thing that you do differently is you're just real and you're honest and straightforward and everything else. And I think that's probably what helped you get jobs. So let's talk a little bit about your main business. What is it that you primarily do? I, I, we're actually in the transition. So primarily okay. what I do right now is I do accounting. So I okay. have, a, I actually have a full-time quote unquote, unquote full-time job, mm -hmm. but I actually spend only like 10 hours a week doing that job. Okay. So I still have W2 income. And then I, I had an accounting firm, mm -hmm. right? Where I'm actually helping the same thing, just helping my boss, but clients instead, right? Yep. Just a different format. And then once I saw SVB collapse, I was just like, this is not safe doing accounting. People think it's secure. It's not safe because we don't know which businesses will go out of business. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, we need to pivot. And so I thought, okay, I was actually in the middle of writing the five-day job search book. And then okay. I had a conversation with my employees. I was like, we should capitalize on the fact that people are losing their jobs mm -hmm. so, and make money off of the fact that they can come to us and learn from us how to land a job quickly. Uh, so now this is what I'm doing. Well, like okay. we're growing this part. So it's not the main thing, Love but it. it's going to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you doing that mainly just through an online community or I know you've got the book, but an online community or do you have like a training program that you offer? What, how are you delivering that? So we have the book and I only launched that back in August. So it's okay. only been about five months since I launched. So, mm -hmm. and then what I thought of first was like, I was thinking pure book sales. And then I realized, it took me all this time to realize nobody reads books. Like nobody buys books, right? Huh. <laughs> it took me that long to realize. I, I, I think Amazon would disagree with you, but. <laughs> I, I know, but actually like readers are actually a very small subset of the population. Hmm. And yep. I, I, I want to like reach millions of people. Mm -hmm. with this information right so i was getting on podcasts and this is podcast episode interview number 108 i think nice and it's not selling i'll yeah. admit but in one of those videos that i made on ai headshots that was the first time i ever said guys i don't take sponsorships but i did all this research you want to support my channel use my affiliate link to buy these headshots okay. and then i made ten thousand dollars in, <laughs> in affiliate income from just recommending the headshot. So yeah. I, I was shocked mm -hmm. how much people are willing to spend on headshots instead of a book. Yeah. So we're going to grow that revenue stream. And then now we're thinking, since I'm posting almost every day on YouTube, but Got it's it. unorganized, right? Yeah. Yep. We're, we're going to uh, make a section on my site where people can sign up as a member to subscribe. Mm -hmm. And they can watch the videos in an organized manner. So it'll be yeah. organized based on their problem. So 
I can earn a subscription well, for that and, and, and then and I'll make a will, course. Yeah. And people will pay for that because it's like, okay, I can go out there and try and find all the stuff. You've put the information out there, but I've got to go organized. assemble it. And it, yeah, yeah I, if I can pay you 40 or 50 bucks and I get it all organized, okay, I'll pay you for yeah, that. Basically. That's awesome. Love it. So is this the first of that kind of approach that you've had or, or have you done anything like that before? I have never done this before. Yeah. Actually, I had a meeting with my employee. It was her idea. <laughs> I was like, I love it. She, because what she did was she went on other coaches sites. And okay. she, so we never asked a coach to teach us this. What we're doing instead is we're learning through observation. So okay. we're just going to like go on competitors who are in like totally different niche, right? Like they don't necessarily have to be job coaches, right? Career yeah. coaches. And then we're just going to like take notes of everything mm -hmm. that they do. We, we can sign up for their newsletter to see how their automation works, how often they're sending it, how is their mm -hmm. copywriting and things like that. We learn just from researching other people how they do it. Of course. Well, yeah. and you also see where the holes are. The more and more you see it, you, you see how much, so much online is just people repeating the same stuff over and over again. Like in my world, the Freedom Day method that I created, everybody's like, oh, that's so innovative and unique. I'm like, there is nothing innovative and unique at all about what I do. It's just how I sequenced it together. And when I sequenced it together the way I did, everybody's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Well, that's, it, it was from me looking at all the people that had been talking about this and just not, <laughs> not really getting the point across or just repeating the same stupid stuff everybody else does. Yeah. Well, that's Jeff's secret sauce. There you go. There you go. Well, tell me a little bit about the five-day job search. What's your secret sauce when it comes to that? Yeah, it's as we were talking about before the interview we're having now, it's apply to 50 jobs a day. Like that is yeah. one of the biggest things that I realize people are making a mistake in. They, they're applying to like three jobs a day thinking, oh, I'm working so hard. I'm applying mm -hmm. so many jobs and their perception is wrong. It's not rooted yeah. in reality. Yeah. People who think they work hard, they don't realize that relative to someone else who works extremely hard, actually, they're not putting in that much effort relatively to someone well, else. You think about that. It's like, okay, I'm doing three to five a day. Uh, what are you doing for the other eight or nine hours a day? Yeah. <laughs> or, or they think that they're putting in so much work because they're customizing, quote unquote, each application or yeah. customizing their resume to target the employer. So they spend one hour on one application. If so you yeah. apply to three, you spend three hours. Whereas I only spend one hour and I'll apply to 50 because I hit the easy apply button. Yeah. 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 Basically. So what are some of the things in today's world? The common thing that I hear from people, and I even saw this from the, the back end of being a hiring manager with a lot of automation has happened. <laughs> You've got all these job posting sites and things like that. What's some of the keys to getting past that gatekeeper, so to speak. Your resume and your LinkedIn profile needs to be on point. So it needs to have the right keywords in there because of that automation that filters people out and people don't do that. Like, let me give you an example. So I'm in accounting, right? Yeah. And what is the casual way of saying what I do at my job? I process and I pay bills, right? Yeah. That is the casual way of saying it. That's everyday speak. But yeah. You can't put that on your resume, even though no. that's like any high schooler can understand because apparently the keyword is accounts payable. That's so correct. If you, if you yeah. don't have the word accounts payable on your resume, you get filtered out right away. That's a, yeah. 
So, accounts payable, accounts receivable. Like <laughs> I, I collect money or I pay out money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, I remember this too. And this, I, I, like I said, I see it from the, the back end side of it. I remember I was working for a large financial firm and I was offering a job in Austin where I'm from. The financial industry is not real huge. There's one big player and a couple little small players in town. And I was hiring a really well-paid job that pretty much you could be new in your career to get in. And I remember I'm sitting there like, okay, it's paying extraordinarily well. It was in a phone site, so you didn't have to get dressed up or anything like that. And I'm like, I'm getting like three people applying for this. What the heck's going on? <laughs> and it was one of these things where, well, you have to have a Series 7, which is our main license. And then a Series 66 is nice to have. Well, it was blocking out the Series 60. If you didn't have it. You didn't, boom, you're just completely out. I'm like, why are you cutting that? That's something we can train and pay somebody to do. It's not hard to do that. So, What people do is they're doing the job of the recruiter. So, so they're looking at the listing and then they're like, I'm not qualified, so I'm not going yeah. to apply. But they don't realize it's not your job to determine whether you're qualified or not. Mm -hmm. It's the recruiter's yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> so... In your method, okay, so let's say I've got to tailor my resume, my LinkedIn profile. So I'm looking for, or I'm applying for very specific jobs. Would you recommend, okay, I, this is my resume and I'm going to apply for, I'm in accounting. So I'm going to apply specifically to a bunch of accounting jobs. And then if I'm willing to do something else, I need to tailor my resume over to that other industry then? Yeah, you need one tailored resume per title. So it's not okay. even per industry, it's per title. Per title. So it okay. depends on the title you're applying for. What I tell people is, uh, I like to tell people to think like really long term in their career, what they want to do. Like I had, some, I keep using the same guy over and over again, but he's working as a front desk agent at a hotel. And then, okay. so I asked him, well, that's like the entry level, like that's at the yeah. bottom. I asked him, where do you want to go? What do you want to do with your life? And then he said, oh, it'd be nice if I became a hotel manager. And I okay. was, was like, you don't go from there to there, right? <laughs> you, you need to chart the path. And I said, mm -hmm. let's figure out how to get there. Like, what is the next title you you apply for so that yeah. the next job you apply for is not front desk agent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You don't work the same job you were already working. And so what we did was we went on LinkedIn. We bought the, we didn't buy, we got the free 30 day trial okay. of LinkedIn premium. And then with that, you can do advanced filtering and look for anyone on the site. And we filtered for people who had hotel manager as their current title. And got then it. we wrote, we went backwards in their career from there. So mm -hmm wrote down a list of all the titles they had prior to that and worked all the way back. And it turns out that the next title he should apply for is, I think, front desk supervisor. Okay. Makes That's sense. the title. So it has yeah. to be like a very specific title that you're going after if you mm -hmm. want to become a hotel manager and do it efficiently. Yeah. Oh, that's a, I, I never thought of that, but that's brilliant. Starting from, okay, where do you want to be? And then just working your way backwards to figure out, okay, what should be my career path? Because it may or may not be a career path with that one hotel you're at. It may be that, okay, now that I've got some seasoning here, now I might apply to that next position at the next hotel. That's right, because it, it might not be open. Yeah. There might not be an opening for front desk supervisor sure. at the hotel you're at. Yeah. That's awesome. What are some of your other advice for people? And there's a lot of people I... I keep hearing more and more layoffs and I, I expect more and more later on this year. What are some other 
techniques or, or things that you would recommend for somebody that's out there looking for a job? Mm, I think it's about rethinking your education. So okay. when people get laid off, apparently the first thing they think of is like, oh, I need to upskill by going back to college. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my master's degree to be more competitive, yeah. or I need to take out more student loan debt, get an MBA. <laughs> I don't know why they start thinking this, like that this is the answer and the key to yeah. The reason I got career. laid off is because I'm not smart enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like what people do, right? Yep. Or, oh, or they, they choose to go to school because they're like, well, I think the economy will be better three years from now. So mm -hmm. once I get out of school two to three years from now, it'll be better then. And so my prospects will be easier or something like that. But actually, they put themselves in a financially worse off position because of the yep. debt. Yep. Right? So... It is exactly that. You first figure out what you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that guy who said, I want to be a hotel manager, and he mm -hmm. said to my face, he said, I'll never become one. I'm limited because I never got my college degree. I don't even have my associates. I met him in community college. And I was like, do you really need a, a bachelor's degree to become a hotel manager? He said, yes. And then when I was doing the research on LinkedIn, you know what? I saw people who, yes, who had bachelor's degrees, but not even in hotel management. I saw yeah. geology, biology, psychology, yeah. political science. I saw <laughs> the whole spectrum, but I also found like a nice handful of people out of the 20 people that I researched. They mm. didn't have any college degree. Nope. What they got was a $3,000 certificate from mm -hmm. eCornell. Yeah. And that certificate took only a couple months to complete. And mm -hmm. they were just as qualified because they, they were working as hotel managers as yeah. anybody else. So yeah. the answer, the other secret I have for people is you need to shift that educational paradigm that you've been indoctrinated and conditioned with because you don't necessarily need to pay $50,000 to be in the no. career that you want to be in. Well, here's another example of that. I'm finishing up a, a degree program through MIT and I'm doing it through the edX program. So it's the MIT MicroMasters. And all it is, it's in finance and it's like heavily math focused finance course. That's five courses, takes a year to do. It costs less than I think 2000 bucks for the thing. And if I ever wanted that's to amazing. go on, I don't know why in the hell I would, but I don't know why if I wanted to go on, it would apply towards a full master's. But I'm like, I didn't really need that. I really needed some of the technical financial skills that I felt like I was missing. And okay, it was easy. It's simple. It's self-paced. I can do it from home. I don't have to go on campus or anything else. Yeah, that's the way this world is moving. People are taking yeah. these like micro courses and certificates. Sure. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I always tell people now is before you spend a fortune on getting a full four-year degree, go on Coursera, you can get some massive education from some pretty high-end schools for nothing. Some of them, you can get them for free. You can just complete the course or you pay a small amount of money and get that certificate that says, hey, I went through this. And it's a great resume item to dump onto your LinkedIn. That's right. Yeah. You, you got to get off your lazy butt and apply to some stuff. You've got to chart your career path. You've got to not worry about the education. What else is a, another thing that we would want to know? The other thing is, I mentioned a bit about it before, but it's the AI headshots. <laughs> not okay. to push the affiliate income that I earn from it, but no, it, it is what makes a difference because the 
headshot is actually what makes the first impression. So okay. what people say is like, but what should matter is what's on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, this should be a merit-based society where opportunities are given to people who are the most capable and experienced. But the thing is, we're also human and we have bias. Like we have mm -hmm. bias and we judge people before they open their mouths. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the instant we see somebody, we place that judgment on whether we want to get to know them more. And so it's important to work on your appearance. And the thing is, with the Internet age, your appearance is your headshot. It is the, mm -hmm. the one photo, the thumbnail that people see of you. So sure. I, I tell people, you got to get this professionally done. It, it's, you get it done in person with a real photographer. It's $500. Yeah. But there are AI options out there these days where you can pay between 30 and $100. And you can have a very nice looking headshot based on iPhone selfies. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, AI is changing the world. I just am finishing a book and all the illustrations in the book were created with AI. And it's, it's easy. You just go in. You, it, sometimes it takes a little tweaking, but I think it's the world. And I do agree with you. I think there's so many people that you go on and look at their LinkedIn headshot and it's like, why were you thinking? Let's have, Let's put something on there that relates to you a little bit. So we'll make sure we put your link to that. What's, what is the headshot software that you use or the AI? The, the one I recommend, it's called Dreamwave AI. That's the okay. number one. And okay. the number two that I recommend is called Try It On AI. So okay. Dream, Dreamwave AI is best overall around simply because the outfits that they give you and then the backgrounds look very professional for LinkedIn. Sure. Try It On AI. Their software is such that you would actually fall for it and it would look very realistic and like you. But the problem is it looks like it's more suited for a fashion magazine. Oh. <laughs> so the context is yeah. not the same. So it's sure. more realistic, but not as professional. Yeah. Well, it could be depending on who, if it depends on who you are, or what the, the job is you're trying to get, that may be, right. that may be the route you want to go. So. That's the path that you've been going. What's, what type of programs are you offering? It sounds like you do some personal coaching as well as, as some of these eventual programs. Yeah, I've been coaching people one-on-one. -on -one. I was doing it for free because I wanted okay. to get some experience. I really wanted to figure out what, what's so difficult. Why are people struggling yeah. so much? <laughs> now that like I see like people have the same problem over and over again, I'm just mm -hmm. like, now I can make that course. So we're going to do a five-day job search makeover boot camp or something like that. Okay. Yeah. We're in the process nice. of making that. Yeah. I love that. Well, and with all the tools that you're assembling, I think it's, it, it's going to help a lot of people. So I, I wish you well on that. Well, let's transition now to the fast five questions. You ready? Right. All right. So you wake up in the morning. Question one, wake up in the morning. Business is gone. You have a laptop computer place to stay, 500 bucks in your pocket, what are you going to do first? I think the first thing I do is I get on Squarespace and I pay $16 to get a website up and running. You can use a template. You'll have a website up and running by the end of the day. That's basically just to put my contact information up and what I'm capable yeah. of doing. And then at that point, it's time to start calling people up. Really, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the same thing as applying to 50 jobs a day. But for a business instead, it would just be calling up small businesses locally and asking them, do they want bookkeeping services done? OK, so that that's really I would spend the $16 and then the the rest of that I would just keep in my savings account. What do you mean? You wouldn't. <laughs> 
spend like three thousand, four thousand dollars on a web page and no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep it simple. Let me tell you what my mom did. My mom, she sells a product. I can't tell you what it is, but she didn't even have business cards. She took a pack of one hundred envelopes that you could buy from the dollar store. And mm-hmm. when I was a kid, she would make me handwrite her contact information, her name and her phone number. That was it on the envelope. And then when she was selling her product, she would stick the product in the envelope door to door. And she'd be like, do you want to buy this product for $5? <laughs> and then they would hilarious. buy it. And she's like, oh, by the way, you want to reorder? That's my phone number right there. That is brilliant. There, she spent $1. Brilliant. There you go. <laughs> yeah, $1 for the pack of them, turned it into potentially $50 or more. Second question, what's your biggest business mistake you've ever made? The biggest mistake is I never got people on my newsletter. So even with the following I have on YouTube and all the templates and the resources, downloadables that I made along the way for the videos. And I said, guys, if you want to download this thing that is complimentary to this video, head over to my website. I never put it behind an email wall. Yeah. I never did that. And I regret it now because with all the censorship that's going on, these days on the internet and people getting mm-hmm. deplatformed from social media, I realized, wait, this isn't mine. YouTube is mm. not mine. TikTok is nope. not mine. It's not mine unless they are in my email list and in my phone book as well. That's exactly right. Well, that or behind in your own community or something like that, which I've seen a, a rise in some of these community softwares that are out there where you can build your own community. And that's really what I've been doing with this show. And with other ones I do, it's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to pay somebody that's going to say, Hey, I'm going to maintain your community for you because you're absolutely right. Facebook looks at that person as their client, not yours. YouTube, same thing. All the social media, those are their clients, not yours, even though you're the one that grew that audience. Okay. So question number three, what is a book that you would recommend for our audience? I would recommend the book, Your Press Release is Breaking My Heart. So a lot of other books in the business category, they're like really inspirational, motivational, and they're not filled with practical, tactical advice that you can actually follow today. Sure. But Your Press Release is Breaking My Heart is a book that I read where you could actually walk away with things you you could use for PR for your own company. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's the first time I've heard that one. So that's fantastic. We'll have that in the show notes page. Question number four, what is a tool that you use in your business that you might recommend? Well, (laughs) that's so hard to answer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I guess. Pick one. (laughs) I have to say my iPhone, right? Okay. That's the one I started off with when I first started was my iPhone. I literally just took a video with my iPhone for my YouTube channel. Okay. So, yeah, you got to start Love small, it. simple. <laughs> hey, well, but once again, it's amazing how in 12 years we've gone from basically a phone that you could just type a text if you were lucky to something that I can run my whole business from my iPhone. Simply. Yeah, it's I definitely could do it if I needed to. Last question. What is your definition of freedom? It is the ability to think and believe in what you want. So nobody can impose that on you. Like, Mm -hmm. even if they force you to physically do things in a totalitarian or authoritarian state, like, for example, Mm -hmm. the last freedom that nobody can ever take away from you is your ability to think for yourself. 
Love you it. You might not speak it, but you can believe it in your heart. Yeah. And that's true freedom. You can, everything revolves around that. So wonderful answer. I love that. Well, Annie, thank you so much for being on today. If somebody wants to follow you, learn more about you, what's the best place to go? The best place to go is by going to AnnieYangFinancial.com. That's A-N-I-E-Y-A-N-G Financial.com. And you can check out the five-day job search audiobook. I know you're for business owners here, but everything I talked about today is actually in the book. And the audiobook is free. So head mm. over to AnnieYangFinancial.com. And at the top, click on audiobook to download the book. Brilliant. I love it. Annie, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. I love your strategies and I think you're going to help a lot of people with it. So thanks a lot for being on and we'll, we'll folks, we do these interviews for you. We're glad to, to share them with you. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel, make sure that you give us a little upvote. And in addition to that, give us a comment. Love to, love to have some conversations with you. We've been having some cool conversations on YouTube and through the, the different podcast channels. So thanks a lot. And we'll see you guys back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.